0: And welcome to Jackass, the podcast where we break down every single stunt from every single episode of the greatest show on television. It's Jackass. Jay, your voice sounds a little different today. You almost sound like Mikey. It, it sounds a little better, doesn't it? I, I, I mean, listen to this I thing. Think so. Well, listen, I was uh, I, I, you know, we just hit record and and said, go on this. If you're if you're wondering why this introduction sounds a little bit different than it normally does, it's because Jay is on vacation right now and he couldn't join us. My name is Mikey Aaronworth, and I'm here to relive with all of you, all of the belly laughs, bad ideas and broken bones from one of our favorite shows of all time. And I am joined as always by Chris Aaronworth. Now everything's changing for me. I was laughing at you trying to figure out now I got to figure it out. (laughs) and chris uh uh how about this why don't you figure out what day this episode came out on and give okay. us your patented patent pending actually uh uh fun fact of the day
1: well first of all i want to clear up a few things i had to rebuttal a few things from last week when i wasn't here you okay. guys got quite a few yeah, things yeah. wrong I, there's no fucking way i ate 100 chicken wings it was called <laughs> that's,
0: that's <laughs> what you said no you said you
1: ate 100 chicken tricks. chicken soft <laughs> bone fried chicken soft okay. bone do you know what that is oh No, of course not. I'm not a nerd. It's funny how like, and then you guys all go, oh, this is going to be a tame episode because Chris saying all the culturally insensitive stuff when I'm the one that actually eats foods from places. So I actually care about other cultures. It's Asian chicken softbones, not Chinese chicken wings.
0: You're so intolerant of other cultures that when you eat their food it makes you too sick to record podcasts so hundred of them yeah. Exactly. so it's do my know, point do you know
1: <laughs> no, do you know what they're so <laughs> goddamn good do you know what it is you know the cartilage at the top of chicken wings yes or like the drumstick and shit yes that's exactly what it is you could actually buy that turns out and fry it up like popcorn it looks like popcorn Jesus. chicken Jesus, it is so fucking good. I literally ate like a hundred of them. My Anyways. stomach, my
0: stomach hurts thinking about it. Because that's right. If you're if you're new to the podcast and you're listening for your first time, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Secondly, last mm-hmm. week, Chris, you were too sick to record. Uh, so it was just Jay and myself. Mikey Aaronworth coming in as the constant in your jackass lives. Well, that uh that but- is
1: true. And you know what? I feel I felt bad because if you did listen last week, I gave Mikey on purpose a really dark, <laughs> really dark hard
0: fun fact of the fact day. Fact
1: of the day. So I'm like, you know what, I gotta go with something aggressive and not cheerful at all all this time. First of all, this episode came out on December 16th of the year 2003. Uh-huh. And this day in history, 16-year-old oh, no. Lino Messi made his official oh. debut for Barcelona when he came on as a substitute against Porto. See, I like what that, What a great Chris. day in history. That's a great it's, day it, in it, history. Like, <laughs> that was the great the day probably the greatest player of all time made his debut. And who would have thought he would have this long, illustrious career?
0: Well, I I, I was worried because usually when you start a sentence with a 16-year-old, it just goes off the rails. And I know we're not doing an episode of Evil of Bam, so we're not going to relitigate all the issues surrounding Don Vito. But you scared me for a second there, Chris.
1: I did that on purpose, and I gave myself a very joyful fun fact and just made sure I stuck you with a shitty one when I was there when I was shitting.
0: It works. But listen, we pulled it off, uh, 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 and and we're going to pull off this episode in spite of the fact that our loyal companion, Jay, is not here to join us. We are joining the Wild Boys in a trip over to... The Florida of the world. It's Australia. I know I mentioned in the Florida episode that Florida was the Australia of the United States. I think Australia is the Florida of the rest of the world. So um, How
1: how excited did you get when you saw Australia? Because Australia is the home of the most dangerous animals in the world. It's the most deadliest animals. You knew like I when it came on, I was like oh my god we're in for a treat
0: i was fucking pumped not dude. gonna the, lie the theme a little song, disappointed I, I agree with you but when the theme song kicked in and it was like australia in my mind it was like a more intense theme song i was like oh fuck yeah we're doing it but i exactly. agree they should have done this over two or three episodes it was so rapid fire that they couldn't really their personality didn't really shine it was just like shit we got so much to do let's oh, let it was except the, for the last except sketch. for the last sketch the last sketch was very good <laughs> uh but before oh, we get that's to- oh man i was gonna do my fun
1: fact of the day And in today's day The fun (laughs) fact I totally forgot about that (laughs) satanicus <laughs> sarcophilius.
0: that was that was uh, Sarcratinus. yeah uh well jesus that's a that's a long ways away scrolling through my notes we have a ton to get through so let's get started before we get to the last sketch we obviously have to start with the first one and we're joining the wild boys on the beach skipping along uh uh they they call australia an island country <laughs> continent prison paradise all while just, holding hands and uh after after uh, giving this glowing review to what is australia they strip down naked hold hands and skip down the beach the other way it's it's very very uh, 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 I don't know. It really awoken something in me. I, I felt really calm and content watching these these two best friends discover each other's bodies.
1: Ah, it was so nice. It was just a nice... Just happy. It was just yeah. happy when they just dropped trowel and just freaking
0: held hands and skipped off. Like They do seem like two just happy gents. And I mean, Chris, yeah, you right? and I, we've tried this before. It just wasn't as, as uh, I guess... Uh, sentimental as as it was for them it was it was out of uh necessity we were stranded on a, a desert island we had to strip down to our knickers and this was like like it, we ten, realized it was ten, really 10 minutes really bad into for it. Us. yeah because we both are circumcised so we couldn't
1: dock to keep our penis heads warm <laughs> and it was just like you know they say you got to do these things and we just realized like the wrong person to be locked away with her lost true. on an That's island true.
0: and we so we couldn't dock but not for lack of trying we we gave it our we gave it our best, best shot what a trip it was okay so we go from the beach uh off into the ocean into the great barrier reef uh prior to it being bleached by the way is that <sighs> it's still happening is the great yeah. barrier reef bleached is that true because it seemed like once it started it was just going for like I,
1: I think that there was once it starts there's no way of going back this happens this has been happening it's a phenomenon that's been going on all over the world in different reefs. It just sucks that house happened they think it has to do with like sunscreen from people swimming in there oh wow that's like one of the theories like they, I don't think they quite know what fully is causing it. They have a bunch of competing theories and different ideas. It's just sad because I was like one of my bucket list places to go snorkeling and I'm never really going to get to see it like that.
0: Well, at least you got to live vicariously through the wild boys in maybe my second favorite sketch of this whole thing. It was very straightforward, <laughs> but you get some David Bowie going on in the background as Steve. Oh, Owen, that was Chris Bowie, nice. yeah, it was David Bowie uh, just kind of amble around the reef, running into some sharks a giant clam, a sea cucumber makes its return, and Steve-O uh, jacks it off, obviously. I, why is that one of my favorite visions? It's like that the, look it, was the look so it was a big one, too. It was a big one. It's just a huge one. I have a question, though, because this oh, time man. it felt like yeah. after it came like we can say that right the sea cucumber came i don't know what else 100 is coming it it came for sure but it felt like it was like a spider-man thing where the web stayed inside it like was it it, it, it does a lot like of hairs the oh really so it like just strings comes back yeah. in.
1: it's like okay. it's usually like strings i don't know if it goes back in but it it's not like a cummy type texture from what i've seen in the past it's usually well maybe not your cum. well he's shooting ropes that's for sure he got like yeah. fucking nine ropes there
0: yeah yeah exactly uh the uh the the one i think here that made me realize the animal i think that made me realize uh it shouldn't be on this earth is is the giant clam what are are we doing with these things why do we have them uh why is there basically a a a shell that is a living thing and is way too big for anyone to to do anything with what what did what like first of all the edges of the clam shell is it soft i think it's soft like, is it like think, a lift? Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah. Right? And then, because I was like, to, to stick your hand in there, I guess they obviously they did had research. had to. I was thinking the same would be thing. that really stupid yeah. to do otherwise. Like, does it, like, how tight is it on their arms? Is it like you couldn't pull it out until it opens its mouth? Like, that would be scary. What if you run out of oxygen? But they were clearly, I don't think it was that intense because they yes. were laughing. And even at one point, Pontius had his mask off. Yeah, I... I- I uh, think they
0: probably would have had Manny there and they they would have been like, hey, we saw this giant thing at the bottom of the ocean. Would you (laughs) mind if we put our hand in it and would it Uh, really Why did they put their
1: dick in there? Why did not Pontius at least try and put his dick in one time?
0: i was hoping for that i was really hoping for that uh uh it felt like the natural progression of that stunt johnny knoxville would have done it in a heartbeat uh, no but overall i really enjoyed it i thought i thought it was fun it reminded me like of the underwater levels in mario 64 just a, a peacefulness uh, to it uh, peaceful? before we yeah
1: on water levels in all video games are hell on fucking earth most Every of them
0: one. most of them but remember remember the and this is getting real inside baseball but remember the 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 star that you had to get in mario 64 underwater and it was like can eel come out to play or whatever and you'd be underwater like yeah that level was pretty do, cool do, do, but it was
1: so do, scary yeah. with the eel when you had to like get him out of his little fucking hole and then yeah, grab fuck the fuck big things underwater i
0: don't like big things underwater i do not like uh, uh but you know little things on the ground sometimes i do like especially when their butt looks like their face uh chris you can probably relate to the shingle back lizard no facial features is what they're implying
1: that's just humor mikey come on you're better than that i had that joke written i was gonna say that and i'm pissed off that you beat me to the punch
0: well, when I'm the host, because Jay's away, I get to make the uh, the, uh, the all the jokes that I want. And you just have to sit there and take it. And that's it. Listen, I also have final editing rights. So if you made the joke better, I would just say it and edit it to make it seem like Did I was the one who it Did you also edit this
1: cool new backdrop I have where I'm in a completely different room <laughs> out of the blue if you're watching on YouTube? <laughs>
0: yeah, you just changed. You just changed out of nowhere. Uh, I think it looks good. It's better than the plain white background that you had. It's actually pretty sweet. not going to lie. Um, uh, but the Shingleback Lizard is Ooh. uh it's this is a weird segment where they're kind of like trying to teach you that it's a deaf and dumb and mute lizard that they don't know they how it me lion sinker 100 percent because of course australia is going to have something like that like if naked <laughs> mole rats exist this thing can can definitely exist uh worms exist and they're and they're pretty similar right where are their eyes i don't fucking know do they have eyes i don't i'm not sure um, they, they poo they poo on me they poo on well, a lot of things poo on you, Chris, and and depends on how much you pay. But yeah, the uh, so so they walk away. Obviously, you just see that the the shingle back is just a uh, <laughs> for, the, for
1: the for the for the fans over here. Jay actually happened to go to his dream place of Mexico, where there's all the bean burritos, so he could have the best poo times on his vacation.
0: Hang on, some music just turned on in my place. One second. Hey Google, stop. <laughs> But, yeah, so not not a ton more to say about, uh, about this stunt. <laughs> People, the listener isn't aware, but we've been having issues. All so throughout many technical this recording. difficulties, uh, but now we're going to be back. We know we have no issues when we're in the hands of Andrew Kelly, wildlife expert in Australia. In particular, he's showing Steve-O koalas. Now, I think everyone in their right mind wants to hug a koala. They yeah, are perfect course. huggers. Every time you see them, they're hugging the thing that they're clinging to which is you know usually a tree you don't just don't want it to be your naked back uh which we're getting to see in uh in this one with uh with Stevo now chris koalas were they always cute for you growing up 100% right i just
1: loved the- i think i had a like a pet koala actually ironically i had like a stuffed animal as a kid it was a koala and it actually had sharp claws I like think it wasn't I remember like sharp, sharp that but thing. it was like you didn't really want to like it's like, it could jab you, you know? Do you kind of remember that? It I said honestly weird do. I
0: really do. I also, I had their, the, koalas, I feel like, were way more in the zeitgeist, like a, like 20 years ago. They, they were way more popular than they oh, are now. Remember that drink koala? No. What was that? What the fuck is that?
1: Oh, it was like was like a carbonated fruit beverage. It was so good. They had apricot and, you don't remember that? Mom no. would get, It was like a special treat? Oh my God. No. I gotta fucking find that. Well, we're reliving
0: our, uh, our childhood memories <sighs> yeah, everything's here. coming
1: back these days. You know, Canadian... Uh, Clearly Canadian. Oh, really? Clearly yeah, Canadian? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Everything, all those, all those classic drinks were like, you know what, fuck it. We love sugar. Let's bring that all back as quickly as we can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's funny because when you see this koala hugs steve-o I, and and the amount of pain he's in immediately i bet you a lot of people look at that and don't understand how it could possibly hurt so much their claws are nuts and i if i pick up my dog and i don't have a shirt on and she kind of claws at my back or something like that it's agony it's absolute agony so i couldn't even imagine how bad this was this is like some of the most pain i've seen steve-o in like he was he yeah. could not handle it and good, good on Pontius for not skipping a beat and saying, keep it on
1: longer so he'll tear off that <laughs> stupid tattoo.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, uh, and he's petrified too. Steve-O seems scarred. Uh, you know, his back physically scarred and mentally scarred just at the, the look, sound, and feel of a koala. Uh, so instead, we go to something less petri- petrifying. It's Fabrizio, the jumping crocodile. Um, he's the only one in the world. The only one jumps. in the world that jumps. They have to all have to learn from him, apparently. Yeah, just like martial arts, which is amazing. I love those backstories that they build for no fucking reason that's like half of what makes them great it's
1: like i feel like they're coming to their own now like at the beginning it's like are we a nature show and then they're like fuck that man let's just make up the most stupid shit for example the ass-faced lizard you know they're like a whole segment and it's just completely false and made up for our entertainment and i love how they're flipping this stuff into it now because
0: you know that's what we want out of them and it's funny too because like you you know that they give zero fucks about the actual facts now because in i think two or three intros they made mistakes in what they were saying like like steve-o <laughs> doesn't know how to read uh or speak apparently like so instead of saying indigenous in a couple st- sketches when he's introducing them he says uh ingenuous or something or like ingenious or something he's like he's oh, yeah, ingenious yeah, yeah. to this area i'm like what what the fuck is happening and uh uh, uh chris says uh, Pontius says something similar around there but i wanted to uh kind of put this to you chris for a special segment you're you're the science guy on this episode or on this podcast especially when it comes to animals Saltwater crocodiles. Scary as shit. Yep. You used to watch Scariest the crocodile animal, hunter huh? all the time. Give us a stat that we don't know about crocodiles.
1: About crocodiles. Or a fact. Okay. A fact. Um, well, the saltwater crocodiles in particular, they could they're uh, they could live in both fresh and salt water, and they're often actually found swimming hundred miles away from shore. Oh shit! Wait, just swimming? Yeah. Just like yeah, like they, they'll be like driving a boat, like where you don't even see the land, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And there's like a massive saltwater, like I'm talking about, like a twenty footer, like as big as they get. Just that's so swimming scary. deep in the ocean for some reason they don't quite know why or
0: if they're hunting or well, maybe like they, they just they fucking they find went on a elephants stroll. Elephants doing that too sometimes, eh? Elephants just like swimming swim. in the yeah. ocean. Yeah, yeah. They get. What I, the I think f- they you're just such v- a fucking. Is dude, this a wild boys fact? This is not a wild boys fact. This is real. <laughs> they find elephants like off the coasts like miles in the ocean just swimming. I'm assuming they like get caught up by a current or lost or something yeah. like that. And maybe that's what happens to the, the
1: crocodiles too. But imagine I going,
0: f- imagine going like deep sea diving and finding the carcass of an elephant at the bottom of an ocean. That would be the creepiest that fucking is, thing you could ever yeah, see. For I, would, sure. I would not like Ooh. that. Almost as creepy as watching an enormous saltwater crocodile jump out of the water to hit uh, a little bit of chicken because that's what uh, uh, Chris Pontius and Steve are doing They're They're, they're tempting it and we're getting some good jumps out of it. Um, we're also getting uh, uh, something. Speaking of, uh, of of doing stupid things, you don't give guys like Steve-O and Chris Pawnee something that they can throw and have Huck back at themselves. Uh, uh, and, and they do in this case. It's a boomerang. I'm always a little bit nervous when uh, the Wild Boys introduce themselves to like indigenous communities. And in this case, the aborigines. Yeah,
1: f- fuck, fuck. I don't give a fuck how this is going to come across. Warren ain't no fucking indigenous guy. First of all, his name's Warren. You can tell by his voice. Like he's fully Australian. Like, did he just like I'm gonna be I'm gonna go live with these people? Like he clearly was born in like fucking Sydney or like in fucking you know whatever one of those big towns is in yeah. Australia. Like he's not he's not, he wasn't born in that tribe. I can almost fucking guarantee it. Well, his name's it- fucking Warren.
0: <laughs> I think I think there's an element of maintaining tradition as well. Even if you weren't born you know in a field, you you can always you know embrace your culture. No, but a like bit.
1: You, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't yeah. think he I think he like chose like converted to Aboriginal oh like i think he was like part of regular society he speaks exactly like he was like not saying other people don't but you could just there's no accent he's like (laughs) you could if you look at him underneath the grub in the dirt like you could tell he was just (laughs) a city boy that decided to go aboriginal
0: well i don't know i don't know if a city boy could throw a boomerang as well as warren can because he he fucking learned yeah warren's pretty goddamn good dude boomerangs
1: yeah i fucking have my whole life i've had a fascination with boomerangs can we talk i I want to talk about
0: boomerangs and how much of a fucking lie they are
1: Mikey, no, well, obviously, if if you get like the shitty plastic ones that we got when we were kids, Mikey, tell me you remember this. We were in Florida. We went to like a dollar store. Mom bought us like a plastic boomerang. We go to the fucking beach. I hucked the fucking boomerang so fucking far in the air. And it actually, for the first time, it spins, comes back and there was a fat guy laying on his stomach and it went and just fucking got stuck underneath his belly. And he's fucking looking up and I'm like. I want my boomerang back, but I can't admit that I just threw a fucking boomerang on a beach. <laughs> just looking around and I just gave up on that was the last time I ever had a boomerang. Do
0: you remember that? I remember I remember getting those boomerangs. I don't remember this situation specifically. I, I couldn't
1: have fucking just it went like right under his gut. He was just a big fat guy laying on his stomach. I think, oh my I think God. as a
0: kid as well, you just expect that like when someone tells you something does something, the technology is going to take care of itself. But we would huck a boomerang just like overhand tomahawk, throw it and expect it to return to us. And it wouldn't. And I'd be so disappointed. But yeah, even to this Clearly day, they do work, though. I, maybe I think this is this is special effects. I've thrown so many <laughs> boomerangs in my life. I've never had one return to me. I think we've been lied to. Like, what do you even mean they come back? You throw it that way why is it gonna decide to come back to you it isn't like video games show it i think they're lying and then they finally they throw it up in the air and it like makes a big hoop and comes back to you it's like that's not how you're gonna kill someone in war what are you hoping that they jump real higher they're standing on a mountain like Uh, that's not how you throw a boomerang
1: go watch tribal boomerang videos it's fucking gnarly man they take out fucking kangaroos those things all the time
0: Tribal Warfare uh, Boomerangs
1: featuring Dude, you want to tell Smith. me that shit didn't work? Look, <laughs> Warren Smith. <laughs> fucking, when that fucking thing came around and fucking pegged Pontius Dude, in the fucking face. I lost my
0: mind. I, I lost fucking,
1: my mind. I rewinded re- it like fucking ten times, man. It was like... I'm like, oh, my God, the boomerang's actually working. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. And then clunk, fucking instant bleeding across instant bleeding. his fucking forehead. Those things look dangerous. Oh.
0: And you could tell, like, when Dude. when you do see the boomerang kind of ga- gaining speed and, and circling back and coming back, like, that's got to be pretty fucking scary. Even Warren, when he caught the boomerang, looked kind of uncomfortable doing it.
1: <laughs> right? I think you got to step aside. But I just, like, I could just imagine Pawnee sitting there, like, just like we were. Like, I've thrown these things my whole life. They know, they don't fucking work. And all of a sudden, he's about to fucking successfully throw and return a boomerang. Yes. And he's so hyped up on the ideas. It's going to work. It's going to work. And then just clunk fucking right in the face.
0: It's like when you're at a baseball game and you see the ball coming towards you, the once in a lifetime opportunity, and you miss it, and then the kid three seats back from you gets it. Hey, by the way, if you're if you're at a an, a a baseball game and you catch a foul ball and there's a little kid behind you, do you give it to him or no? No, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. You want it? You want it? Grow, grow up. Grow, I've, grow been up. On yeah. I've, been, I've been on this earth a while. I've
1: been. It depends. If I've like caught like ten. In my life or something like that. I've never caught one at a game. Like in my first one, not a fucking not chance. A Especially fucking if it's chance. like a big here's the other thing. If it's like a fucking your favorite player's landmark oh, yeah. baseball, would you fucking give it back to him or would you hold out and sell it back to him?
0: Uh I would I would hold on to it and give it back to him after the game. I, I want credit for it and I want people to know I'm a good guy. Like, would listen, you hold
1: up for like a ransom?
0: No, 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 no. Why, no, man? These fucking players it's not, don't give
1: a fuck about you. It's not mine. I don't care. They have so much money, man. Fuck, fuck that I shit. Think, I'd be I like, you, how much? Would... Is, I, I would, I would want season tickets. I'd oh. want a large lump sum of cash, and I'd want to fucking go for dinner or something you're gonna force this guy to go to dinner with you dude i'm fucking i am especially if it's a big one i actually might even say let me fuck your girlfriend too buddy how much does this ball mean to you fuck (laughs) these guys man. they're making fucking money off my blood sweat and tears
0: there's a story about Derek jeter uh and anytime he would hook up with someone he would uh give them a gift basket on their way out and part of their gift gift basket included a signed baseball yeah yeah (laughs) which <laughs> is <just> fucking amazing. <laughs> I love that man. Um
1: Oh, what a well, power move! Okay, listen, we should move listen, on. fucking. It's, I I could talk got, about this for uh, hours. So we
0: we we see them throwing the boomerang. We see JP Blackmon uh, put on the the kangaroo outfit and get hucked uh, with it with a couple of kangaroos. that carry him off, uh, and then we get to see the classic gray kangaroo thong sprint, which is an icon of every episode. Uh, the boys uh, put that. on their their thongs, and we get to see their asses from the back. We hate to see them go, but we love to watch them leave, especially when they're chasing a bunch of gray kangaroos away. And now we have one of the segments I was looking most forward to. We've got Steve-O and Pontius. They're in their broken down car, quote unquote, with a dog on top of the uh, the, the car. But it's not any regular no, those dog. those are dingos, Chris. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, honestly, I've been...
1: I've been waiting for this moment because I was like, I saw those things. First of all, I didn't know dingoes that were actually from Japan. Neither did I. They're originally from Japan. And then I look at them and they look exactly like, like, Frankie. like Frankie. Not I exactly, was thinking the but same thing. Like, they look like your dog. So I have a shoe. So shiba I was so either. excited to see
0: if. Yeah. You know. I have a Shiba Inu, it's a Japanese dog, and they have this real distinct looking face, kind of like a pinched face. Uh, a lot of the the dogs that you'll get uh, from Japan, uh, I'm thinking like Basenjis and Akitas and, and even Chow Chows to a degree, Shiba Inus, they all have that similar looking face, and these dingoes did. As soon as I saw them, I was like, oh shit, that looks like, like a Shiba. And then to find out that they swam from Asia, that was, that was actually, look, we, y- y- yeah. you don't always learn things on Wild Boys, but when you do, sometimes it's uh, some pretty neat information absolutely and this is where this is where steve-o said uh said these guys are uh, are not ingenious to australia they're in fact ingenious to asia instead of indigenous which i found uh, i found really funny <laughs> yeah. um but we move from there to uh, kind of a naughty little animal a naughty little beast. nature's fucking nature's chainsaw, chainsaw man. Man what is this friday the 13th no it's november the 16th when this came out but it should be friday the 13th because we got the spotted tail qual nature's chainsaw uh, uh, chris pawnee is still with a cut on his head from the boomerang which you'll see make an appearance <laughs> in a couple other sketches in this episode which is amazing and they're feeding this thing and it's fine like it's 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 okay we're watching this rabbit animal and this i think chris is where you and i kind of got into kind of our opinion on how there's too much in this episode everything just feels like it's here's an animal here's a little thing move to the next one here's an animal here's the thing move to the next one give the dingo a <laughs> shoe we're moving to the next sketch uh but at least in this one uh, uh steve-o said hey while i'm feeding him you pick him up on the tail he said to ponius and Pontius is like it's a guaranteed bite and steve said good and he bite. did it and he did it anyway he did it a few times
1: yeah. i keep getting bit by nature's chainsaw <laughs> he shows it's like it's just like a puncture wound he's like what the what the hell
0: is that And you know when you get like a weird cut or an injury or something and all you can do is shake because it hurts so much you look at pontius's hand and there's this puncture that's like so deep that it's not even bleeding like those ones that just look fake and he's his hands shake i'm like man pontius is more tough than we give him credit for i think
1: Oh, 100%,
0: 100%. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a scene, another terrifying scene. We're back to the saltwater crocodiles and they're fighting, uh, and just to show kind of how big and powerful they are. But Stevo's there and he's got, uh, he's got some food for them to maybe break up the fights, but he's not going to feed it in any normal way. He's throwing the food at them. I think because he mentions that vibrations kind of like attract the, the, uh, the, the instinct of the, of the crocodiles and he's feeding them from up on fucking stilts. Yeah, they show the
1: shot, and then they pan out. I'm like, okay, whatever, another crocodile feeding thing. And they pan out, and he's on stilts. Camo fucking stilts. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know what it is. I think I've talked about it before in an episode. How much you love camo? I'm fascinated. <laughs> uh, no, that's for sure. Yeah. But I'm just fascinated by stilt pants. like just, The long, <laughs> wide leg. They're just so There's something about them. Like I just can't get enough of them. What is so that funny to me. you? I don't know. I really don't know. They're just long and they just have these wide legs. And it's like, who fucking makes the pants like that? Like it's a shitty fucking business plan. Is there
0: one company you go to and you're like, listen, and they say, what, you, let me guess, you need some stilt pants. And they say, fucking obviously, why else would I go to stiltpantfactory.org? Uh, and they say- Well,
1: as long as you're not ordering it from wish.com, you can just yeah. get regular pants. <laughs> yeah. so you're like, fuck, this
0: isn't going to work. No, I think you order regular pants from wish.com and you get stilt pants. I think that's-, that's a huge That, that could be the case too. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's never what you actually order. <laughs> uh, but steve yeah, just hucking meat at the alligator or the crocodiles, it looks like. Um, and as he's walking away- they make that hiss sound that terrifying hiss sound and it got me thinking like from rattles to hissing to bears growling why are all predatory warnings so terrifying can't we get one that's kind of like hey like, like a nerd calling out from the bushes <laughs> hey buddy I mean,
1: from an evolutionary perspective, that would be a really good tactic. <laughs> like, you don't want to scare away your prey. You want your prey to come in. It's like it's like a bad guy, like in the scary movie, being like, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna yeah, hurt you." exactly. Like, oh, oh well, maybe he's okay, not. Gonna well, hurt in that me. case, I'll come from under another bed. Yeah. yeah.
0: What is the what is the the predatory animal's equivalent of a white van with candy in it? Like that's what the that's what the animals need to figure the fuck out they got they got to hide in plain sight give something they want
1: they're in like fucking nobody even if you knew there wasn't animals in swamps you wouldn't want to go in a swamp no
0: of course not but i think this is also why i think this is also why mariachi bands always get bit by snakes rattlesnakes what well because they hear the rattles and they're like fuck yeah that's a (laughs) (laughs) jam they amble on over there (laughs) oh my god (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so we move we gotta ask
1: jay about that when he gets back from mexico oh
0: yeah yeah uh so we move obviously uh from the crocodiles to pontius and uh steve and buster brim playing on the didgeridoo and chris pontius doing some more dancing a sketch we could probably just move past i you know it feels like every mm-hmm. time we get uh, uh involved with a a country that that is home to as all countries are uh, an indigenous community the, the wild boys feel like they need to ingratiate themselves to them in the most uh, uh uh, uningratiating way possible as Pontius does as he dances backwards into a fern, uh, but we move from there to a <laughs> cockatoo. This this is one that I really love. Pontius says about the cockatoo at fifteen hundred dollars a pop. Cause his energy, is <laughs> his energy from the beginning of the sketch. He fucking hates cockatoos, and you could hear it. Like at fifteen hundred dollars a pop, they're the biggest ripoff at the pet store. And and it's just there yelling in his ear, and you could tell he fucking hates it. um Cockatoos. Do you remember Chris' mom used to always talk about how much she loved cockatoos? Hey, eh? yeah, but they're we like the bought pigeons the of Australia.
1: Stores. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere in Australia. And it's like it like imagine going to Australia and selling them a pigeon for fifteen hundred dollars. They probably people in Australia probably look at us with cockatoos like what are you fucking doing? Like kind of like everyone in the world looks at people when they have a pet rat. Like why would you do what do you you're doing that because you want that to be your personality. Like that's the 100%. only reason you get a fat rat it's almost similar to snakes as well, though they have at least you don't find snakes in your garbage all the time unless you're from Florida or Australia, I guess. <sighs> um so the cockatoo bites Stevo a bunch of times as pontius just takes a giant shit on cockatoo and cockatoo culture across the board uh it's 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 a question of of who he's making enemies with quicker the indigenous people of australia or the cockatoo population of australia uh, we'll find out maybe by the end of the episode and we go obviously to pontius uh sleeping it's another black mamba sketch chris you are a you a fan good, of the black mamba sketches I love
1: the black mamas this is this, this he got mamba a lot that was a and good mamba and it attack. too
0: He's sleeping on the tiniest bed. Chris Pontius is the, yeah. the, the black mob, obviously, is when they put the snake sock on the little puppet and they go from a, almost a first person view angle and slap the shit out of the guy who's sleeping um, and they slap Pontius a lot and it takes him a solid 10 seconds to wake up fully. And do you remember what he Remember what he says after he just kind of mumbles out? Is that, that, was? Was a, that was a lot of that mambas. was a lot of black mamba like he get, like <laughs> when when this happens to steve-o Steve-O's always pissed and he's like well fuck you guys i can't believe you did this pontius immediately goes into pontius mode like he yeah. seems like the best person
1: oh 100 um
0: now look pontius made a lot of enemies with with a bird as well he's got the the cassowary now oh that he's God. got to deal with standing up for the
1: sketchiest bird I've ever seen mm-hmm. as fucking what razor is this sharp thing? talons. He basically has knives on his feet and fights with his yes. feet. Yes. Holy
0: fuck. Why do you think anyone ever in like in the days of like cockfighting would bring a baby costuary to a cockfight and just say like, no, it's like a blue chicken. Like that would be it. a
1: really smart move. Cause I've, I've heard right. like the cockfights. They actually do attach like daggers to their fucking mm-hmm. the feet and shit.
0: Yeah which is petrifying do you think here's the thing we talk about cockfighting as though it's awful and in a lot of cases it is but we allow we allow ufc you know yeah. we, we know what we're doing do you think there's an element to these these chickens that are like or these roosters that are like no i it's my god i want to fuck some shit up there's don't like you, the don't you-
1: chuck Ch- chicken liddell
0: <laughs> yeah Ch-
1: chick liddell there Chick Liddell. <laughs>
0: The Chick Liddell of the community just wants he to fuck like up a fucking on the sick ass Mohawk
1: and he's just fucking he's just loving it, man. He's fucking well, getting. They all... do.
0: They have the little. They have the little. <laughs> exactly. like That's the top of their head, the
1: feathers. Someone's got to fucking Photoshop <laughs> Ch- Chick Liddell for us. That would be Chick absolutely Liddell. amazing.
0: I would love to see that Chick Liddell. So oh. I don't know. Maybe 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 uh, we need to to let these chickens and the and these cocks uh, fight their way out. But until then, we've got uh, the Cossawary fighting a blow up doll version of chris Pontius. what is it about chris Pontius that every time someone has to get in the ring with a very dangerous animal and put on puffy clothes to protect themselves they're like let's call Pontius. he loves wearing the puffy clothes
1: yeah and he always seems to fuck up in the in the in the ring he always trips (laughs) or falls or hits something and gets into a sketchy situation like when he was falling down you know how quickly he could die there Now his throat is at fucking Talon level, and you could tell how fucking shook he was. This was actually way more sketchy. I never would have thought that this sketch would have turned out as sketchy as it did.
0: Well, I think when you think bird, you think of something you could very easily overpower. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same reason why a goose, like goose attacks are so prominent. Like we we live where there are a ton of Canadian geese and people get sent to the hospital for getting too close to geese all the time. I'll They're way bad. more powerful than you would imagine. And then that's that's a Canadian goose. This is like four times the size of a Canadian goose with sharper talons and way more aggression. Actually, it's Canadian like geese fucking are evil fucking assholes. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Although ostriches are probably evil, too. I Why bet. are we letting them off the hook? Remember when that Let's emu wanted more. to fuck you in Winnipeg? Well, it was mutual, Chris. I wouldn't say it was just the emu wanted. <laughs> it to fell fuck in me. love with
1: you. It was the weirdest fucking thing ever.
0: Yeah, there was a, there was an emu on a farm. I don't know what it was doing in Winnipeg or who brought it there. <laughs> uh, it, it clearly didn't fly there because they don't fly. So someone had to fucking walk it over. I don't know. Uh, and it fell in love with me. It was following was so me all weird. over the place. Uh, it's it's funny because Pontius, as he's getting trapped by the Cossowary says he says that was really stupid. As everyone is thinking that's that's what looking on, and they show the other angle where, as you mentioned, Chris, they see his uh, the look on his face, and he does look absolutely petrified. Eh? Yeah, for sure. So we go uh from one petrifying place to another. It's Tasmania. Uh, I don't know how Tasmania... They're, they need a new PR company to do some representation because every time you hear Tasmania, you think Tasmanian devil and just really scary shit going on. I don't know why this place seems so rugged and dangerous. It's... it's I will say Tasmania is the Australia of Australia, which is like the Florida of Australia of Australia. Uh, It's it's home to some of the worst and meanest animals.
1: Like you just inceptioned me so hard. There's so many levels
0: there. (laughs) um so we start off with a i would say by far the worst sketch we've seen in wild boys to date next to maybe the spitting cobra the tasmanian Pandemelon boxing match i don't know how you how you it basically they're trying to referee a boxing match with what looks like a miniature uh, uh kangaroo and steve and all it does is is take aim at pontius uh, as the referee and that's about it there's like nothing going on yeah. unless you saw something i didn't no not at all no, this one's pretty stupid. Uh, so instead, let's go to something. Instead of fighting, let's go into loving and kissing the Kupabara, Uh as Chris Pontius and Steve-O are in doggy style for some reason. Do you remember this one? You want to walk us through what happens in this sketch?
1: Yeah, it's just the bird is just sitting there. It's little puckered lips. And the, the, Pontius moves in in the most gentle way. This might have oh. been nature's most gentle moment I've ever seen in my life. I think just so. just gives him a very delicate.
0: And that was it. That, that was just it.
1: fucking beautiful, beautiful moment.
0: And the bird is standing on steve back, who is bent over at doggy-style level with Chris Pontius. Like, the, the homoeroticism in this show is just, it knows no bounds, and oh, they it just really don't any they, they
1: ramp it up, and like, this is first season, they're figuring out their identity, you have no idea where it goes from here, and it gets so much fucking better
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's 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 rampant uh and and we definitely see a lot more of it as we go uh but after that they see another animal that (laughs) that that takes a liking to them the tawny frogmouth which is a bird that that they claim is one of the few animals that actually likes them chris pontius leans in for it's what a cute looking bird this thing is though eh?
1: i don't know if cute's the fucking word after i seen that deep deep throat i was just like holy so it went from (laughs) the the most gentle moment to the most aggressive moment in nature like he's very sexual it was so, he was like, oh, oh. fuck, I realized <laughs> deep I'm on camera ponies there. And he throws nose. nose. A deep throw, was, his yeah. nose.
0: Ponies goes in for a kiss and it just kind of like, yeah, it, it. listen, I had to spend a long time considering a lot of things about myself after yeah. this sketch. I never wanted to fucking an
1: animal before,
0: but, but if I had to, if you this had is on to the choose, short list. gun to your head, this is, this is now up there. Now <laughs> the That or list. a sea cucumber, maybe. Yeah. Because they can give you a nice facial. Oh, that would be fucking um, you. Yeah, well, hey, listen, no one said who has to be on bottom. Um, Now we go to maybe the second cutest animal that we can find. It's the boo book owl with his oh. little tiny it's the smallest owl in all of australia uh and i think if you ask it it would probably call it owl australia because i would go there just to visit this little guy and i would name a country after it i want to dedicate my life to saving this thing it's so cute i oh, consider getting a pet boo book owl as a pet after this uh but apparently really sharp talents hey yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah it reaches out and grabs steve-o with his hand because they want to test how actually powerful it is and it grabs steve hand which probably hurts a lot more you know when you have like it's one thing to get like a big pain but those little pains those tiny little pinches and things like that sometimes hurt way more mm-hmm. in that weird way it's like why in the ufc does no one ever go for like a like bend the guy's pinky back and try to get him to, to tap that way <laughs> like you think someone would have tried that by now um but instead, the the owl grabs onto to Steve's arm and it's kind of the cutest thing I've ever seen. If you look at the owl with its eyes super, super wide, um, <laughs> Steve lets out this this Yelp and this owl is the smallest thing in Australia or smallest owl in Australia looks at stevo like, it's so proud about what it just did. Like <laughs> it the the so owl funny. looks at it with its eyes wide like, what? The, I just fucking slayed a giant. Look at this thing. It's bending to my will. He looks so happy, and I just was so proud of him. I wanted yeah. to give him I, a little like participation ribbon. It was so cute. You know what he looks like? He looks like Simba in The Lion King when he tries to growl at the hyenas, <laughs> and his dad growls behind him, and he surprises oh, himself by the voice that comes out.
1: That's a, hundred, that's a great analogy.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh uh so that's it we're making our way as we said through Tasmania and, and what what stop through Tasmania would there be without uh a little look at uh the the most dangerous animal in the world an animal maybe a little bit misunderstood but uh but uh, has a whole cartoon character named after it the car satanicus
1: car- car- sarcophilus t- satanicus there you go i knew you'd be able to get Santanicus. it Chris.
0: why don't you walk us through all, what this I, is dude, Chris?
1: Since the first time I saw this sketch, I just, there's something about it. Their voices, the fucking wigs and the makeup, like the look of both of them, especially Stevo with that like kind of mullety type wig going on. They're yeah. basically, they're, they're uh, want to go see the Tasmanian devil and they want to, you know, obviously pay their due respect. So they, uh they get in there worshiping their satanic ritualistic garb. They go out there and they just keep saying, Sacrophyllis, satanicus. And their voices, as though they're, they put as though on, they're
0: manifesting it or, or worshiping it in ah, some way. It's they have I, like candles set up and everything. It's it was just
1: this so funny to me.
0: Even even the way they filmed it with like a darker tinge to the to mm-hmm. the camera, they have the robes on. The funniest part to me is when they took the robes off and they just had mullet hair on for no ah, reason. Like their faces me. are all in makeup as as this cult like like very uh, prototypical cliche almost cult like worship of a monk. And they take the robes off and they have a, a like a Patrick Swayze style mullet. Oh, it was fucking so hilarious. Death I loved is a everything about part it. Part
1: of life as life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what the fuck does that even mean? Who do you think had the better deep voice?
1: Well, who had the better or who was funnier? Like, Pontius well, was nailing that, yeah. it. You could tell Steve yeah. was really struggling. Like, it was yes. so much thought and effort had to go into every single time he did it. And that's what was absolutely killing me. Like, he was just hanging on by a thread there. And they're trying to keep up the serious tone. And you could tell they're just like, what? Like, they have to be thinking, like... What the fuck are we doing like right now? I like, know. you know what I mean? It was just.
0: I feel like that's half of their thoughts while they're filming this. Is like, I hope this is good because uh, we're fucking uncomfortable. They right just released
1: now. shirts, the Sarcophilus Satanicus shirts. Oh, on, amazing. Uh, on uh, Pontius's website. I almost bought oh, one. Awesome. I, when I yeah. bought my other shirts, they released that one like the day after. I was so pissed because I would have bought oh, that shit. one for sure. Because I, I fucking, once I watch this sketch, I'll be saying it in my head for days to come every single time like I, I just love it so much i don't know why it's nothing really goes on but it just
0: kills me well chris when you see a tasmanian devil obviously the first thing i think of is taz from uh-huh. bugs Bunny. um do you think that's an, a good representation of taz or 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 does it surprise you that for whatever reason they gave him that uh that 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 nomaker
1: um I I don't really understand what you mean there, to be honest.
0: Well, like why, you know, Tasmanian devil is known to be just this fucking outrageous guy. He literally moves around in a, in a, in a tornado. Like he's just out, like out to kill everything.
1: Yeah. It's not a good representation of what the Tasmanian devil is. Yeah. Not really at all. It's very, like very cartoonish, but
0: there were elements of it. Like when, when the two Tasmanian devils start to fight over the asshole of the dead wallaby, which (laughs) grossed me out. The fact that they go straight for the asshole and they like, all predators do. Why? Why? Are they millennials? Are they predator millennials? <laughs> What's happening here? I don't
1: know. Yeah. I mean, they they figured this out a long time before we did, obviously.
0: I like the idea that the millennials venture into a Gen Z ventures into uh, 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 like, like the wild and they try to ingratiate themselves like a like a dances with wolves type situation although it's actually wolves that they're growing up with and they're like uh, no we get it we're predators we eat ass as well and then they're like oh you eat ass and it's like yeah yeah and then they're like okay show us and they start licking and it's like oh no 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 you got to crunch the tailbone before you really get in there like that idea just really grossed me yeah. up for some reason uh, but when the Tasmanian Devils start to to tussle a little bit. I was like, okay, I can almost picture a little bit of a tornado going here. They were pretty aggressive. They knock over the candles, and Steve O in his deep voice is like, "Watch the candles." It's <laughs> 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 just great. Just it's great. one I of those loved, sketches I loved, that like about this.
1: We could talk about it as much as we can, but until you actually see it yourself, it's, it's just you, you need to watch the actual sketch to understand it because it's it's it sounds like the way we're describing it, like nothing's going on, but everything is going on.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to describe exactly how crazy this one is, uh, but I but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad we watched it. Now I kind of understand why the Tasmanian devil in uh, in the Warner Brothers de- depiction got the uh the the showing that it is. Chris, that brought us through to the end of mm-hmm. the episode. All in all, Australia, a little bit of a bust. I yeah. mean, if this episode seemed like it was kind of all over the place, that's because like this episode of Jackass, uh, that's because the episode of Wild Boys was as well. They I feel like there wasn't really a thread bringing us through. A lot of moments that had, a, you know, something to to kind of say one or two things about, but very little to sink your teeth into. This was not a dead Wallabies asshole. Yeah, def-
1: <laughs> Sorry, that caught me off guard. I did not expect that line. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it Thank was, you. I got really excited with Australia, but the more you think about it, when you're going to these places where everything is so deadly, what can you really do? Do you know what I mean? True. Like, I'm excited because I'm like, man, this is going to be gnarly. But like, you're playing with a level that you can't really, play with to be honest so they had to find other ways around there and it was it was a decent episode but definitely not my one of my favorites
0: yeah i agree i feel like they could have got a bit more creative i think they just they knew the subject matter was so good that they felt like they could have just shown up filmed whatever they wanted and released the episode but i think they would have been a lot better off uh, uh taking some time to get a little bit more creative like we said maybe spacing this out over the course of a couple episodes but we're not going to do that so why would we take why would they take this advice when we're not taking it ourselves Chris I enjoyed going to Australia with you miss Jay out there hope he's having a good vacation maybe we'll get him back next week Uh, we'll see when he is back and when our next recording is Uh, but uh, before we go obviously make sure to get out there follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jackass Pod send any comments questions things you want us to read on air Jackass Pod at gmail.com you can also follow me at Retrograde Mikey on Twitter why not Chris I know you're not as big on Twitter but you are managing the Jackass Instagram account uh, so you can say Hi to Chris. There, he will have a good time with you and uh, and and check us out. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode, not of Wild Boys, but of Viva La Band, baby. We're going back to Philadelphia, where it all began, uh, where we were born and raised. So thanks once again for joining us. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Jason Rowan. <laughs> Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it.
1: This was a Press X for Sound audio production.